Hello and welcome back. I am Ruthie, your host of the Defiant Business Podcast, and we are just barreling ahead with our episodes about the future of marketing. And so today we're going to talk about why in real life networking events are becoming more popular. So we're also seeing more of the online conferences and things like that. Um, But why are our networking events becoming more popular? I've got some professional friends who noted that, you know, networking events really were not that popular, I think, in the late 90s or early 2000s when they were popular before that, but they're making a resurgence. So the question is why? Why would they make resurgence? Well, I want you to consider what the best networking is about. What is networking about? Is it about going and collecting those business cards? Is it about leaving with a pocket full of clients? What is it? It's about none of those things, I promise. Most networking events, you will not, I mean, you won't leave with a pocket full of clients unless you're like a, a fantastic speaker. Um, you may leave with a ton of business cards, but they're probably not going to do much for you, at least initially. Networking, proper networking, valuable networking is about building relationships. People are lonelier than ever, and we all crave social connection. We have this hyper-connected online world, but we crave a social connection. A strong business is built on your relationships. It's easier to build strong relationships in person than online. So this is one of the reasons we will still go. The time it takes to nurture and build online relationships, it's just rapidly condensed as our brain actually takes in all of the different things we can uh, process about the person standing in front of us. Networking in person also has the advantage that people are super distracted online. You never know when they're ignoring you. You can provide real-time feedback and adjust how you're speaking with someone in person. For example, if I was giving this talk in person, I would have the opportunity to take questions. Um, If I'm observing the crowd, you know, and I've got, you know, backup anecdotes or, or examples in my mind and I feel like maybe I'm losing their attention, I can always switch to telling one of those stories to kind of pull everybody back in. With the podcast, I do not have that opportunity. Podcasting is, is an online activity. So I want you to think about text messaging or messaging, whatever app you use, your best friend. My best friend, Linda, and I, we message a lot right? But it's kind of sporadic. We both have kids. And, you know, if I message her and I'm like, hey, so XYZ happened today and I'm super awesome. I landed a new client. It may take her a while to answer me. And this doesn't bother me because we both have kids. So it could be that she's busy. It could be that she's sleeping because she's got a new baby. But, you know, I just wait, you know. But if you have a prospect that you're talking to, you may not know all of that information about their life. So are they distracted, but they're going to get back to you? Or are they distracted and you've lost them forever? That is the disadvantage with trying to network online. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm all over LinkedIn and I I love, I've built some great relationships there. So it's not that I'm saying you can't succeed. So please don't message me and, and tell me that I, you know, said that it won't work because you can. But the impact of in in physical, real-life networking, really focusing on building those relationships can complement your online networking efforts, especially for people you can actually meet in person. 
According to a Harvard Business Review survey, 52% of respondents said that event marketing drove more business value than other marketing channels. So what we mean by business value is not necessarily that the company made a ton of money from the event. A lot of companies consider consider themselves lucky if they break even on an event. But when you consider that the best events are really memorable, they bring together uh, professional people or, you know, any type of people really, but most of the things I go to are for business. So in my case, they're bringing together professionals who have things in common. Uh, they're bringing together uh, or bringing a speaker or multiple speakers that I would be interested in hearing from to help my professional development. But maybe I hadn't heard of this company before, or I had no other connection to them, but the event popped up in my Facebook feed. Somebody invited me. This is the advantage. It pulls in an audience and helps build loyalty. Now that I've gone to one of these company to, to this company's event, I'm more likely to open their emails. I'm more likely to comment on their posts on social media and actually engage with them, which kind of helps turn me into a fan. So as long as the event is good, you know, you can turn people who've never interacted with your company before into fans. That is the business value because if their product or service applies to me, I'm feeling more loyal to them than their competitors and I'm more likely to buy. That's the business value. So like I said, it takes longer to nurture online relationships. Building relationships in person and staying connected online is a strategy that I favor whenever possible. I read another, uh, I read another HBR survey about the results of building connections in person at events. And this one targeted women specifically, and the numbers were really interesting. So they did a survey of pe- of women before and after a particular conference, and they noted that 18% received a promotion during the time period, but it was before they actually attended the conference. So they had signed up, but they hadn't attended. But after attending, 42% of the women who attended the conference act- got a promotion. So within that year after the event, they their likelihood of receiving a promotion actually doubled. That is, you know, crazy to think about, but they were there focusing on building those relationships. Another thing that they noted is that attendees, after attending the event, attendees had tripled the likelihood of a 10% or more pay increase. So through building those relationships, you know, people probably got some great mentors or, you know, uh, peers who were as competitive as they, and this urge them along to seek out, you know, pay increases and probably other benefits and things that they needed. And I'm willing to bet that anybody who was looking for a new position, they probably were able to use those connections that they made to leverage that and, you know, look around for new positions. This survey noted that there were four specific events or event characteristics that led to a great conference. So the first thing is a sense of social connection felt by the attendees. And I think that that can be fostered through social media and email and things like that uh, prior to the event. But again, just kind of picking something that people have in common. But your event marketing is going to be really key here um, to kind of help build that social connection. If they don't super feel it beforehand, you definitely want them to feel it after. Uh, you want to have very engaging sessions. So this is, you know, having great speakers, uh, making sure that you don't just have, uh, you know, just the speaker talking at everyone. Make sure there's opportunity for questions. The Q&A panels are always really popular. 
especially for people like me who like to come up with questions ahead of time. You want to make sure that you've got leaders who exemplify the qualities of the conference. So particularly for your speakers, because those are high-vis people, uh, you want to make sure that they embody what your tr- the message and the spirit of your conference is. And then you want to make sure that it's memorable. And this doesn't mean a whole bunch of flashbang, but put some thought into your planning. If something goes wrong with food, if there's not enough seats, if you know there's not enough of the swag bags that you promised to hand out, stuff like that, that leaves a, a bad taste in people's mouths. So you want to make sure that it's memorable for all of the right reasons. I think that we spend so much time looking at screens in one capacity or another that when you go to an event and you have the opportunity to really look someone in the face and talk to them, it just gives you so much, it gives you so much more information about that person. And it allows you to go a bit more with your instincts when you're deciding on the relationships that you should build. So let me know when was the last time that you attended a actual in-person networking event and if you felt like you got anything from it. I'm also going to link to the types of people at networking events post that we made last year uh, just to give everybody a refresher on the types of people you may or may not meet at your next event. All right, this has been an episode of the Defiant Business Podcast and I look forward to your comments wherever it is that you listen to this podcast or wherever it is that you came across this blog post. Thanks for joining me.